Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Enthusiasm Co. I am your host, Ellie Kime, um, a budget Elizabeth Day. God, I wish I was Elizabeth Day, but I'm not. I'm Ellie. Um, and today's guest is Sasha from Frankenfeel. Um, Sasha is a writer um, and Frankenfeel is based on self-doubt and self-belief and her words on that topic. Um, sometimes the internet is big and scary and awful and sometimes it is brilliant and connects you with people who you are so, so glad to be breathing the same air as and Sasha definitely falls into that category for me um, I absolutely adore her work and her words and she's got such a captivating way of putting to words kind of what we all feel and what we all think and what we all want to be thinking um, and so I really really enjoyed chatting to her I hope you enjoy this episode um, I hope you're all safe and well um, and I can't wait to speak to you soon well hello Sasha hi Hello, thank you so much for coming on The Enthusiast. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well, thank you. Marvellous. Could you please let the listeners know who you are and what you do? Just a really small question. Like, don't worry about it. Just, you know, all the the important stuff going straight in. (laughs) Just that tiny little thing. Okay, so my name is Sasha and I... I'm a writer. Ooh, we're going to get into yes! that. <laughs> I was so hoping you were going to say that. Yes. I am a writer over at Frankenfeel. And um, the reason that I write is because I have feel like I've got a mission and I want to use my affinity for words to encourage women to lead lives steered by self-trust over self-doubt. And because self-doubt is my biggest bugbear in life, um, I feel like I can speak to it pretty well and get a pretty good understanding of how people feel about it um, in their daily lives, dealing with it and trying to do through doubt. Um, oh my god you know in Brooklyn Nine-Nine when Andy Sandberg's like chills I've got literal chills that is how I feel hearing you talk about Frank and Field like oh you're speaking my language oh I love it so much um yeah so what and I'm so so glad that you introduced yourself as a writer because that's kind of what spurned me asking you to be on the podcast today you did an incredible post on Instagram um the other day um which was a piece of your own work and you then did a follow-up also brilliantly post stop knocking out the posts Sasha they're brilliant there's too much brilliance give the the listeners a chance please um you wrote something so incredible about how you finally felt like a writer um Mm. and that kind of self-doubt was what was holding you back but you were really leaning into the process and so I'm so glad that you introed with that because you absolutely are a writer um and yeah it was amazing so thank you let's dive straight in shall we Um, I mean, you've segued into it marvellously. Thank you so much for doing my job so brilliantly. Uh, (laughs) What are you enthusiastic about at work? Um, I am enthusiastic. Okay, so for my day job, I am a PA. And I feel that in whatever I do in life, I've kind of come to the conclusion that it feels like my purpose, my reason d'etre is to be a supporter and a champion of people. Um, I recently... Um, had a look at somebody's Instagram story and they were looking at the origins of their name and so I did a quick google for mine and my name actually means defender of mankind just does nice, it small, small title <laughs> <laughs> yeah not, not um, a massive responsibility at all like don't no, worry about it <laughs> not at all not at all um but I feel like I'm I'm an empath and I connect really well with people and the way that I 
connect to myself as well as to others is through writing. Um, so I'm really enthusiastic about writing about self-doubt. Um, I feel like, particularly in women, I feel like speaking of myself as well as all of the other spaces I navigate online and in real life, um, women are kind of, have been raised traditionally to always be in acts of service or encouraged to shrink, settle, change themselves, sacrifice. And I feel like I've been, I'm going to say the cliche phrase, on a bit of a journey. <laughs> but um, <laughs> over the last like four or five years, I've just kind of come to the point where I'm so frustrated by myself holding me back. There's nobody else apart from me holding me back. And I see it everywhere. And I just feel like it's my mission to kind of speak to that and try and encourage people away from that. Um, so yeah, that is what I am most uh, enthusi enthusiastic about in my work life, uh, you know, as a PA to support people and also um, my work life as a writer at Frank and Field. I love that because I think it, you're so right, kind of when you, not kind of realise, but when you come to that realisation and you get to that point where you're like, right, the only thing stopping me is me. It's simultaneously yeah. really deflating because you're like, oh, for God's sake, like, how am I supposed to battle myself? But also really empowering because it's like, well, I am the architect of that. Um, and I think that's such an interesting thing to kind of really be um, not in control of, but be wary of. I think focusing on that is such a great great focus so can we talk a bit more about kind of your work with self-doubt because you said in in your notes when um you emailed in advance that you feel that for a time we were at peak glossiness which i absolutely love as a phrase <laughs> um like that is such a potent sentence because as soon as you say that i like i know we're envisaging the exact same thing um and that you were living your best life on the internet um and you know that the feeling of I have no clue what I'm doing, but everyone around me seems to impact you deeply. Could you talk a bit about kind of the work you're doing around around that and your hashtag this is a self-belief project as well, which I absolutely adore. This is just going to be half an hour of me telling me I love you. Telling I, love I, love you. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, yeah, exactly. Please stop if it gets too much. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> OK, so self-proclaimed reforming uh, perfectionist and people pleaser speaking. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I I started my Instagram with, I say, the, the, it being centred around the hashtag. This is a self-belief project. Um, I just I felt like I wanted to do something outside of work and I wasn't quite sure what it was. And funnily enough, the whole thing actually started with candles which sounds quite odd to say now but I I bought a really expensive candle and I was really disappointed with it and um I then booked onto a kind of one of these courses where you can f learn how to make a candle or bath salts can I just say and I love that journey like that was such a journey I was like yes you you valued yourself enough to buy a candle oh no it was rubbish yes you're gonna make it even better <laughs> and you've taken me on a journey already Thanks. <laughs> so I I kind of looked into it and I did the typical thing that I do as a planner by trade. I kind of what was like, well, everyone seems to be setting up a candle business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to look into all of the wholesale ideas behind it and I'm I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And so initially I think I created the brand name Frank and Feel because I was like that sounds like a really good indie candy candle um brand name yeah like, I'm on board with it got a, that's got a really good ring to it but I always knew that I wanted to include 
words and kind of a feeling of well well-being and self-care into it words were always a very big anchor for me I didn't know how I was going to incorporate it whether it was um in cards or kind of like affirmations or inscribed on the candles and the more I kind of kept going along this journey I was like Sasha you don't want to make candles for people you just want to write the candles were a red herring I repeat they were a red herring (laughs) they were um it it was just about um the words but I'm I'm a firm believer that you need to stay open to all of your curiosities because had I not gone to try to make a candle I might not have carried on and like latched on to the fact that no it's the words that are the major USP here yes Um, mm. so I feel like um Coming back to the point that I originally made about peak glossiness, we collectively made a really good argument to magazines and said, look, this is not reflective of our lives as your readership and as women. And we wanted to see more images of, in air quotes, real people (laughs) and their experiences. But then I feel like, whereas Instagram initially was a kind of community of, oh, it was like an online visual diary sort of thing it became equally as glossy as the magazines that we were tearing down. And I know for me and for, you know, a fair few other people that I spoke to, we stopped seeing the imperfect and the behind the scenes. So the idea behind my work um, on Frank and Phil at the moment is this is a self-belief project. I'm not sure where this is going to go and I think it's a really important part of my message to share that you can figure things out loudly and imperfectly not everything just has to be the final image that you see on Instagram or the final web page I think it's really important that people see the journey that you go through with your self-doubt or with whatever it is that you're doing we need more of that and we need frequent reminders that nobody has a clue what they're doing even if (laughs) everybody else seems to be set around you yes oh my god I so totally completely agree with that like and it you know as you were saying it about the magazines it was really interesting because from a business point of view um a lot of kind of what we like when you're taking courses for kind of how to make your Instagram feed look good and whatever a lot of what they say Mm. is like you know or curating your Instagram following for example a lot of what they say is Mm. treat it like a magazine isn't it that's that's literally the terminology they use and make sure that you're following the people that you want to be um following following pieces that make you feel good but actually as you say like so often magazines haven't made us feel good they've made us feel guilty and they've made us feel ashamed and that's not to say that magazines inherently are bad but it obviously it's just it's the attitude that we have around kind of self-belief and taking external sources when maybe actually we need to be focusing that on kind of the imperfect journey of trusting ourselves a bit more yeah exactly that also can i just point out i should direct everyone to your instagram feed because it is delightful like your commitment to journaling and i know this is actually an example of me being like everyone else's life is perfect but your commitment to journaling is exceptional and you make me want to become a better journaler like i love seeing you having a cup of tea and journaling on a morning it just makes me feel like peaceful i'm like sasha set up for the day now i can set up for the day (laughs) (laughs) it's just i i've um i discovered or started using loose leaf tea as my small one of my small efforts towards better sustainability um because there's plastic in tea bags and now it's like a real 
ritual for me it's a real moment of enjoyment and I sit there and I brew my tea and it's getting really bougie now it's it's a real thing um (laughs) and um I sit and I write because I need to make sense of the world I, I wake up and I ask myself okay what's your mood how was your sleep and what what thoughts do you need to unjumble? Because those are the kind of questions that help set me up for the day. Sometimes it's literally those three bullet points. Sometimes I can go on for two pages, but I just, I need to do that in some way. And I, it's a, for me, it's a much better way of starting the day than kind of scrolling Instagram um, a whole yes. load or taking on a whole load of external messages before I've like checked in with myself. Interesting. I have had a similar kind of, mixed um uh, similarly like new path with tea during lockdown um because mm. i um because I, I usually work from like a communal working space and obviously during lockdown yeah. i've been working from home um and yeah. tea is something i do like so frequently and it's it's really the only ritual i have which i know it sounds so stupid to call tea making a ritual but actually i really try to like focus on making it more of a ritual in lockdown so instead of like you know putting the kettle on and then scrolling on my phone or like going away to do something and then coming back to the kettle like lukewarm and then having to boil it again what i've been trying to do is just take that time out to just as the kettle is boiling to just really like center myself and focus on and it's sounds so like instrumental as I say out loud but focus on pouring the milk in the cup putting the tea bag in waiting for it to stew um because like it's such a snippet of time but it's so important to me that actually it's really helped me kind of reclaim my reclaim my day almost so it's so interesting that you say that you've got the same thing with tea as well although obviously yours is much more virtuous yours is also for environmental reasons which I very much applaud you on no but I I'm 100% um with you on that because I think the best way to kind of build habits whether it's self-care or just kind of being a bit more mindful is to pair those things with things that you already do so Mm. I so you know it could be making a cup of tea if you do that three or four times a day and just taking that minute that the kettle's boiling to just to have a think where am I am I okay how am I doing what's what's going on a little bit below the surface like just those 60 seconds those small check-ins make such a massive difference and I believe in making the most of the everyday because we don't a lot of us I can only speak for you know maybe the people who work full-time in more traditional roles Uh um I get like 20 days of annual leave a year and I feel like if you don't build in these kind of times and these moments into your days and your weekends time just goes by and you only even you only ever check in with yourself when you have like a long weekend for a bank holiday or it's Christmas or you've booked those two weeks off and I don't think as humans we were designed to go that long without checking in and seeing if that were okay yes and I I also think with like especially as you say with kind of more traditional holiday allocation and stuff I think a lot of people see that not as a time to well even if they kind of on the surface level see it as a time to rest in action what they do is they end up booking a long-haul flight or like jam-packing their itinerary to explore new things which obviously has its own merits but actually I think very um infrequently do we use our holiday time to just actually genuinely do nothing Oh, as you say, to like I, check in. I'm the girl who everyone, wherever I've worked, they're like, oh, what are you doing on your annual leave? So I might have bought, like, booked a day, a Friday or a half day. And they're like, where are you going? What are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. I'm just not going to be here. <laughs> like, I love it. that. 
<laughs> I'm very big on breaking routine. So, <laughs> and you know, just, just stopping. It's not that I'm taking annual leave to um, fill it with all a whole load of life admin or other things. Sometimes I'm just, I'm just stopping. I'm just being, and that's really nice for me. Yeah, it was definitely necessary. Um, so let's move on to kind of now that we're talking about more um kind of recreational things um Mm. what are you enthusiastic about at play sasha oh okay well i feel like everyone's gonna jump on this bandwagon and i'm a little bit upset about (laughs) i can forgive them in the circumstances but i love a staycation and i love staying at boutique hotels and because of lockdown and no one really being able to go anywhere abroad I feel like everyone is going to be desperately clambering to go on some sort of staycation just for a change from seeing the four walls of their home this year. Um, yeah, I'm but this is this is going to go out during that. lockdown, so we can all acknowledge that whatever holidays we book post lockdown, you are our inspiration, and therefore you are the OG. Like we're all acknowledging yeah. that, so don't worry. Yep. Yep. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to take that mantle. Excellent. <laughs> um, I'm also quite enthusiastic about. Um, solo time i'm really big on um recharging your batteries like i was saying before um making sure that you carve time out even if it's the minute over a cup of tea five minutes in the morning um 10 minutes at night when you're cleansing your face i like making moments of the everyday um and luckily for me i'm an early bird and my partner's a night owl so often i get a lot of mornings to myself and that's where i'll sit down and have my tea and journal but i know kind of in the journey of kind of sorry bless me bless you (laughs) in the journey of getting to know myself um i know that i recharge my batteries best in solitude i'm actually quite an introvert even though um I'm very loud um, <laughs> when I'm ready. They've got, the two have got, actually got nothing to do with each other. But yes, I'm an introvert because I best recharge my batteries on my own. So I'm really enthusiastic about um, solo time, whether that's walking, journaling, um, the occasional jog. Um, and lockdown has actually helped me rediscover yoga, which I've become oddly quite into. Um, yeah, I, it it surprised me, but I've it's been one of those things. I think everyone's kind of found an anchor for themselves yeah. during this time, and that's been really one of my things. I like to do activities and things that take me away from screens, mm-hmm. and that's just something I can do for fifteen to thirty minutes. I can make sure I'm getting up off of the chair and just stretching myself out, and I'm I'm really really into it. And I don't know what that's going to look like after lockdown, but I hope it's something I can continue. Fingers crossed. Where's your Where's your fave state? Well, I mean, you don't have to give away an actual hotel name, obviously, unless they want to come and sponsor Frankenfield. Like, let's throw that out there and positively <laughs> manifest that. Um, but whereabouts do you go? Because you're based in London, aren't you? So, do you get out of London for your um, staycation, or do you prefer to stay in London but just a different a different side to it? It kind of depends or all sorts. Um, I if all you can do is get away for a night and that just means going to a different part of London to go and be like a a tourist in your own city. Yes. Then I'm I've done that before and I'm all for it. Um I've been up to where did I go most recently? I think I went to Edinburgh for my birthday last year actually now I think about that um and I stayed at a place called the Dakota Deluxe and they've also got a 
uh, it's a small chain of hotels. They've got another branch in Leeds and I really like going up to Leeds. Um, the place that's on my list that I probably shouldn't say, but I'm going to say anyway. Um, I really want to go and stay at Elmley Nature Reserve. Yes. It's just this beautiful, it's the, the one I want to stay in is called the Salt Box. And oh, I've just got dreams. I've got dreams of waking up in complete silence. Just, oh, it's, that's wonderful to me. <laughs> I'm going to add another one to your list. Have you heard of Go Gardwell Farm? I have not, oh but I will be Googling. It is a... I only know it because obviously in my, in my other life, I'm a wedding bod um, and they're a wedding venue, but they also are like a... They've got like eco huts, but they just are the most incredible... Like you could just wake up and the views you've got of the Scottish countryside are phenomenal. Like, and they're such a lovely team. They have like all the... They grow all their own food and stuff on site and it's just like a total escape. Like amazing so put Garswell farm on your list as well oh my gosh it's there it's there yeah, <laughs> we're massive. seeing it we're seeing it. amazing um you know also when you were talking about being an introvert but being loud um mm. i had a totally unsolicited and unscientifically backed up thought and i'm not necessarily asking for like you to <laughs> pass comment on it but i'm just gonna throw it out there i Go on. wonder how many people confuse themselves as extroverts because they are loud and outgoing but actually yeah are quite introverted because i i am not i'm not 100 sure what i am because i similarly am exceptionally loud as we all know um but <laughs> i also and i love being around people but to really recharge i do also need time on my own and what i was also thinking was kind of in in terms of like the self-doubt kind of rhetoric i wonder how many people think they're an extrovert simply because they avoid being alone because of self-doubt like i wonder what what part that has to play in it Mm. I I only recently came across this idea of um, introversion being to do with how you recharge yourself because mm. up until then I'd never made the association and it was like a mind-blowing moment for me because I was like oh my gosh I mean that wow <laughs> and it kind of it makes sense to me because when I do go quiet people think it's the most the oddest thing they're like what's wrong with you <laughs> and I'm like nothing's wrong I'm just not talking or I'm just being quiet am i am i that loud people that if i'm quiet for 20 minutes you're like oh my gosh what's happened and then you're like talk a question don't answer that please <laughs> oh gosh i know but yeah i'm the same it's interesting isn't it we've also i know you've mentioned this in your third answer so i'm not going to bring this up now but like i'm very excited to talk about the four tendencies I'm very excited oh um, oh oh i'm big on it yeah yep. okay well that's a little cliffhanger everyone has to wait for that um you also mentioned in your play answer about creativity and curiosity and i just wanted to touch back on that because i know we've already discussed it but i really really loved you saying that you need to keep oh you phrased it brilliantly um an excellent sound bite about people you know continuing with their curiosities or, or something like that because you never know where it will lead you um what have you done as well as candle making what what other curiosities have you picked up on your fine journey i do all sorts <laughs> in lockdown honestly on, in lockdown youtube tutorials have just been have got basically got their own playlist they are a go i've um been making room sprays body butters bath bath salts i even managed to do like a braided extension style on my own hair for the first time in 30 something years so that is um, i'm taking that as quite the achievement yes yeah. god i can't even <laughs> but i can't yeah. even do a plait never mind a french plait like an actual plait <laughs> i can't do so like all power to you i uh did a course recently with um a, a lady called sophie cliff i don't know if you've oh, seen her yes, online she's the, called the, the joyful Joy coach. coach yes 
Yeah. And um, her course is called Find Your Thing. And one of the weeks we spent trying to hone down and understand what your values are as a person. And it's it, it's kind of anchored to help you find your thing, but it's also anchored just to help you make more sense of yourself and understand the things that are important to you in life uh-huh. and creativity and curiosity came up as two very very big things for me I like to see something and figure out how to make it or do it myself um I've got a very big creative streak running through me even though I'm like quite the organized doer planner logistic person um in life and in work um it's yeah it's a very powerful thing so honing in on those two made a lot of sense for me made a lot of sense to me amazing yeah i love sophie i'd if she told me to jump into some fire i'd be like yes i'm doing it i'm already there (laughs) i i I literally i I love her yeah (laughs) um and that leads us again it's almost like you're a whole person that just makes total sense um that leads us very very nicely into what you're enthusiastic about in life because you've said self-development obviously you couldn't tell from the previous conversation you've not mentioned it once it doesn't seem particularly you know important or relevant to you but fine let's talk about it um could you tell us a bit more about your journey kind of with self-development because i guess it's happening on on both sides now isn't it like both in terms of you are obviously do, doing the work in private and have been doing for ages but documenting it slightly more publicly with frank and field so i'd be really interested to kind of just yes. know more about yeah what, what you're doing and how we can join in <laughs> okay cool um so i'm pretty big on self-development because i feel like it when you know more of yourself you can work with yourself and as i've been saying i feel like I came to a point where I was battling myself because I was battling against so many shoulds of the world that I felt like I should look a certain way and should be doing a certain thing and should be earning a certain amount of money and I'm not entirely sure when the kind of transition came about for me but I just thought look you're wasting all of this energy um trying to be or battling against yourself trying to be something that's not for you why don't you better place that energy um trying to be you know working with yourself because it's a much better use of energy let's face it uh yeah so it really helps me a lot with kind of the self uh, sorry the self-doubt piece even yeah um I just think the more you know of yourself, the more you can kind of stand firm in who you are in quite an unwavering fashion without bending or bowing to the shoulds of the world. Absolutely. I think that is so, so powerful as well, because it is like it's um again, I'm just going to keep referencing your amazing words because you are so amazing. But in your Instagram story a couple of days ago, you um mentioned that it was almost like kind of about giving yourself a permission slip and saying that like you know you shouldn't necessarily have had to give yourself a permission slip but I think that's that's relevant in this case as well that you know at no point should you have to say okay from now on I will allow myself to be fully myself however I think that is so powerful when you when you do give yourself that permission you kind of like everything unlocks and you see your whole exciting life ahead of you don't you almost this is it it's it's a it's only a realization and when you realize it for yourself yeah like people can tell you things and compliment you on whatever your talents are till the cows come home but it's it's for you to recognize it in yourself that's when the kind of journey truly starts and actually I've found that finding the thing that I love to do which is to write has actually come from a place of 
pain. And I think quite often you can look for your pain points or your frustration points if you're looking for the thing that actually lights you up. Mm. Um, and so for me, it's the whole thing of self-doubt. Um, and it was also... Um, off of the back of writing the the video that you've you've referenced um that I wrote called I am angry and it was like a voiceover video that I did um off of the back of um all of the brutality the police brutality that's happening in the US and the global movement um to kind of talk about and address anti-racism and writing that piece and seeing the reaction that it got really enabled me to think oh I think I've got a way of connecting with people here that I kind of thought I had, but this has definitely confirmed it. Yeah. And it was really powerful, very, very powerful for me to experience that pain almost as being a catalyst of change within myself. Yeah, I, th- I totally understand. And for a, on a very serious note for a second just like that piece was thank you so much for doing I know you didn't do it for anyone other than yourself obviously but it was thank you so much for putting that out there because it really was moving beyond beyond words I mean words are the way in which it was expressed but it was moving beyond words it was so beautiful so um it's thrilled seems the wrong word given the circumstances but I am so thrilled that that has motivated as you say that kind of unlocked that change mm. in you because that's incredible that it had that had that power and yeah I totally totally understand well i mean i understand what you mean about unlocking the change obviously <laughs> yeah um so we talked about we've we're, we're going to come back off the cliff now we're talking about gretchen rubin's four tendencies which I said was a cliff and before very excited so let's talk so <laughs> how so i have you how do you feel first of all about the um oh my god what's it called the myers brig how do you feel about that do you fuck with that or not i kind of i do but i've not properly looked in depth into it Uh, there's like a whole load of frameworks and stuff but anything that I feel can kind of give me a little bit more insight and give me a little bit more you know of a feeling of hmm oh that's an interesting happening to come across about myself I'm I'm into but I think none more so um has kind of affected me than Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies framework so you and I are exactly the same person because I feel exactly the same like I um took the Myers-Briggs you know that's the 16 personalities one and it was like mm. interesting but i didn't find it as life-changing or as self-affirming as it has been for other people um but gretchen rubin's four tendencies totally i was like this makes so much sense to me um and we are the same type as well which is exciting oblige your buddies um so just kind of for context gretchen rubin's um kind of score sheet is about how you respond to expectation both internal and external I think that's the bit I found most interesting I don't know about you but like I already knew that Massively. I I responded to external pressure well like I knew that already but the 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 relationship that that had with my internal pressure and expectations I found that so fascinating because I was like oh my entire life makes sense now <laughs> like 100 percent, and that oh my gosh so much so um so I like you I am motivated by external uh what does she call them external uh, what does she call them internal motivators and external motivators something to this effect and um I'm I'm very big on if someone gives me a deadline if someone says I'm relying on you to do this if someone says um I'm going to be your accountability partner in this 
I will be there 100%. If I turn to myself and say, right, Sasha, to, we are going to start writing a book. We, I don't know why I'm talking about myself <laughs> as the royal I like we, it. but anyway. Like, <laughs> the royal, the royal we. Uh, like, I'm, I'm royal we. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start writing a book. Wouldn't happen. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> my, my internal kind of checkpoint, I just, it's the oddest thing. I kind of seem to dismiss myself, which is why um, writing about self-doubt makes so much sense to me because I can be there so much for other people but not necessarily turn up for myself so what I've done with Frank and Phil is um, I've been being encouraged for quite a while actually um, to write more about this to create a community um, because people do respond to my words and people would like to hear more about what it is I have to say so the other day I just went on Instagram and I said right um I've been thinking and now that I've called myself a writer I think I'm going to start with a um a regular kind of like note or e-note to people and if you'd like to hear from me uh let me know well to my absolute shock (laughs) but nobody else is shocked (laughs) People did let me know and I was like, oh, okay. So now that I sat on Instagram with my big mouth, I actually have to do this. Mm, Okay. So I've got the fragments of a website. I don't have a... Okay. mm." But that's the kind of thing that keeps me motivated. And, And so when I say things about knowing more about yourself to get the most out of yourself and to hit the goals that you want... I knew that I couldn't just work on this thing quietly to myself and then put it out to the world because it just wouldn't have happened. Yes, I am. I am so with you, like so deeply with you (laughs) on a spiritual level. I just, I I completely understand. (laughs) Also, um, yeah, nobody else was surprised and shocked that there was a big response because your words are amazing. Like I keep, I think I kind of, because I'm a writer, um, copywriter i think i sometimes think in like sound bites or tidbits and i know that makes you sound horrifically corporate but i do but sometimes like people just like your words just oh i don't i don't even know how to describe it but you just talk this is making me squirm you know? <laughs> i'm on the other side i'm over here and i'm like oh my god no, in, in a good way it. in a positive way like this is <laughs> just you have such an incredible way with speaking and putting to words just exactly and I think because like it seems like we're very quite similar people and I think like but even if we weren't I think your words would resonate so deeply like you just have such a way of communicating that it's just such an absolute joy so I cannot wait for your newsletter oh my god I'm gonna be hanging oh my gosh I'm so I'm I'm very scared (laughs) but yes the whole the whole ethos behind everything that I have done is to just start before you're ready start with self-doubt do with self-doubt take one small action one small step and just do it anyway and the fact that I've said I'm gonna write when I don't have a um you know a website or a landing page or this it, it to me it's the entire it's the, the centerpiece of everything that Frank and Phil and my writing about self-belief and self-doubt is about it's show up not ready but not feeling ready not being ready but just do it anyway yes. oh my god i've got chills all over again this is just been 40 minutes of having chills um 
so um with notwithstanding the fact that you don't yet have a website um where yes. where can people find you on the internet if they want to follow sign up to the newsletter <laughs> and just kind of follow your journey well, actually, yeah well actually um it's funny the minute you say these things about yourself um people respond and uh, like within a day or two i had you saying oh do you want to come on my podcast and I was like what do you mean (laughs) all I've done is write a couple of things on Instagram I don't understand but then I've also had someone say oh I can help you with a website we can get it up by the weekend so I may have well have a website by the time this goes out um and you know people are like oh I'd be interested in collaborating on some writing projects and things like that and I'm like oh wow this is what happens when you just manage to take one single step past that self-doubt all right cool but for now um i can be found at frank and feel because i write about feelings frankly um on instagram um and that's where you can find me for now and you can dm me if you would like to hear more from my newsletter which will mainly be recurrent what i'm calling remind hers yes um of who we've always been and who we are because I feel like we need to hear these messages on just as repetitive a level as we've heard of the messages that we've internalized and taken on and that feel like they're set in stone and we can't get get past so yes that's amazing well thank you so so much I've loved chatting to you and I think it's I think it's brilliant like I I love how you phrase that end bit because it was just like what you talk about is doing with self-doubt and then how it will come out well in the end and now you're like and then I did it with self-doubt and it came out well in the end like who knew (laughs) um but I'm so so excited so thank you so much for coming on the podcast it was an absolute honor to chat to you thanks Ellie thank you so much for having me it's been wonderful well thank you very much for listening to that episode of the enthusiast and co this is the bit where i tell you where you can find me um i am on instagram at the enthusiast.co on facebook forward slash the enthusiast co and on twitter at eleanor kime uh, k-i-m-e my website is the enthusiast.co if you're looking for my merch any more resources or my blog um, and you can sign up to my email newsletter there as well thank you so much for listening speak to you next time